And it was through the accumulation of that understanding, that knowledge, and just doing the work, Mm -hmm. that is how I released the approval addiction. All of a sudden, I started cutting away the layers that were not me, and I started to truly love myself. And when you Mm -hmm. truly love yourself and you accept yourself and you feel safe to be authentically you, that is when the approval addiction gets released. Well, hello. Who wants to be a lawyer? I do not want to be a lawyer. My dad would have loved me to be a lawyer, but I do not want me, to be a lawyer. Me neither. And we're going to talk to the unlawyer today. The, the very <laughs> woo-woo unlawyer. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Natasha Hazlitt. It's is amazing. Amazing. And I, I love I love her story. And we just had like so much back and forth. I felt like it was a very smooth and fun and light conversation about a lot of the challenges that Natasha's been through in her journey of being the the lawyer to becoming the unlawyer. Yeah. (laughs) And I think the lawyer can represent this archetype of like following the rules and doing the things that you're supposed to do to be successful. And I think like she had to unlearn how to lawyer, right? She takes you through the process of how to unlearn that and actually step into the divine feminine, step into the duality of breaking the rules and then leaning into it in a way that's really powerful. And as she says, she wants to puke when she steps out of her comfort zone. So how many of you want to puke? I know. It's crazy, too, because I think that, you know, every time I stand on a stage, I know you might feel the same way. I want to throw up. Like, I literally want to puke. And she talks about in the interview how we can redefine what our comfort zone is and what our stepping out of our comfort zone looks like. Totally. Because I feel like everybody's talking about it for as long as I've been into personal development I feel like every fucking guru is like get outside your comfort zone what does that mean and I'm like okay but I I actually don't want to climb Mount Everest every (laughs) day and and I think sometimes we've we've overstepped the lines between I'm way outside of my comfort zone and I'm actually pushing what I desire away and so what I love about this conversation with Natasha is we talk about that we talk about what is comfort and why would you want to step outside of your comfort zone? Where Where's the line here? Have I gone too far? How I take a step back? And we even throw a little bit of Anna and Elsa Frozen in the mix. <laughs> of course, Megan has her Disney. Of course. Her whole Disney narrative. I live in episode. a Disney musical. That's my life. <laughs> so we hope you enjoy this episode. And we hope at the end of this, you can step out of your comfort zone and take a big leap. Possibly puking. <laughs> Or not. Welcome to the Soul Ascend podcast with your hosts, Meg and Jen. We're going to help you mega manifest and generate your soul's highest ascension in business, relationships, spirituality, money, and health. Welcome and let's dive in. Hello, Meg. Hey, what's going on, sister? Oh, I'm just sitting over here waiting to interview this badass woman. She's so <laughs> badass. I can't wait to pick her brain. I know. I've really been waiting for an opportunity to sit with her. So now we get to do it with our audience. 
So let's, let's dive in. Yeah. Why don't you introduce her so they can know who we're talking about. <laughs> so um, Soul Ascend Nation, please welcome our lovely guest, Natasha Hazlett, to our podcast. Natasha is the author of Unstoppable Influence. She is a podcaster. She is an inspirational and motivational speaker. And most importantly, she is a mama and a wife. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, we're, we're pumped to have you. We really just want to dive in and we want to learn how you started, how you decided to just amp up your life in this beautiful way and inspire people. Oh my gosh. So let's, let's take it back to the moment where I get out of uh, law school. I start practicing law. That's right. I'm a lawyer. And <laughs> I would never guess that, by the way. I know, right? I'm the unlawyer. <laughs> And after going through law school, because I didn't even know like what what else to do with my life, so I just went to law school for that reason. My dad said he would, he would pay for law school. He's a lawyer, and so I was like, "All right, we'll just keep this gravy train going." So, true story, how I ended up in law school. And a year and a half in, I'm like, I cannot even imagine. Like, am I supposed to be doing this for like the next forty years? Yeah. And yeah. you know, in that moment, I I like my my heart said, no girl, you're meant for something totally more. And my head was like, slow down, uh, sister. Uh, may <laughs> I remind you that like, you're painfully single. You are uh, <laughs> like, I, I just been dumped. True story. Like, um, I, I moved back to Memphis for a boy mm. and I had job offers in Dallas, chose to live in Memphis because of a guy. He dumped me <gasps> five months after I moved there. Sure. No. Like, awesome. It was all great. It was all divine intervention because that's how I ended up meeting my husband was being in Memphis. But I was, I was like, I, I had just been dumped. My dad had just spent like a crazy amount of money on my law school education. <laughs> and I had like a prestigious gig, like one where like people respect lawyers. It's yeah, a good yeah. gig. Like stop being selfish, Natasha. And so like, you know, I, I kind of resigned myself to like, I guess this is just it. Like mm. my ego, I know y'all talk about this, you know, the ego told me, no, you can't do this. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, um, luckily that planted a seed for me and helped me be a little bit more open to other opportunities. And mm. so eventually I started a direct sales business with my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband. And, um, through that started blogging, lost my business, started back in business. And eventually on August 1st of 2012, I was able to leave my full-time job as a lawyer hooray, wow. and go full-time in business, um, with my, uh, husband. So that's, wow. you know, that's really how I started in business. We had a false start and then a reboot. And, uh, you know, and, and then I had another reboot in 2016 and I'm sure we'll dive into more of that later, but, um, I had a total wake up call, scrapped what we were doing, wrote a book on top of influence <laughs> in 22 days, ended up somehow in this talking about spirituality and personal development, which is like, so I felt so unprepared and so unqualified <laughs> to do that. But I felt the nudge. I did it anyway. And yeah. here we are. 
Here oh, we I love that you said uh, that. Natasha, I love this story so much. And I'd love to extract some nuggets of gold, if you will, based on your story that I feel like a lot of people can relate to. Mm-hmm. And the first being that, so you're sitting here in law school, <laughs> you're getting this nudge, call it intuition, call it your heart, call it spirit, whatever you want to call it, saying, can you do this for 10, 20 more years? But then the logic started saying, Natasha, this is the pinnacle of success. Yep. You must move forward with law. Would you say that would to be true? Absolutely. I mean, that's because that's what people expected me to do. Yeah. And hello, I mean, I'm not sure if your audience may, uh, may resonate with this and y'all, but you know, I was an approval addict. Like yep. that really yep. was what I, I, mean, oh, I was yes. an approval addict. And so that meant that like, if I was expected to practice law, if I was expected to do X, Y, and Z, like that's what I was going to do. Like, I didn't want to go against the grain. I was so f- afraid of what other people would say. Mm, sure. Mm. Yeah. I think that most of our audience can relate to that. I can relate to that. And I think that, you know, I I think what I would like for you to do, if you don't mind, is in that, in that approval addict, how do you, how did you break it? Like what was maybe, can you go back Mm. to that and say, okay, how did I break that pattern? Was there something specific you remember, Natasha? Oh my gosh. You know, I, I think that it was actually a process. Like I wish I could tell someone, you know, there was one day I woke up and I didn't give a shit what other people thought. Like that would (laughs) be so lovely, right? (laughs) (laughs) But really, but really what happened was I was completely, uh, I hit rock bottom Mm. and I was totally miserable. Uh, I had gained so much weight. I was like 210 pounds on a five foot five frame. I was clinically obese. It, it was, I had, um, just become a mom to our daughter and I, um, I thought that that would fill the hole in my heart. Mm-hmm. And it did in some respects, but I was feeling just the weight of the world on me. I was depressed and things were just not going well for me. And, mm-hmm. um, through that, I made a simple decision mm-hmm. and the decision was uh, for the first time in my life that I wanted to love myself. I, I had this awakening that I hated myself and yeah. it was something that I had never actually acknowledged. Like I th- yeah. consciously for sure. And so it was something where I ended up deciding I want to lose the weight. I want to love myself. Um, mm-hmm. cause I realized that the fat on my body was a physical manifestation of my hatred for myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that that's what it is for everyone, but for me, absolutely. That is what it was. And so I, um, gosh, I decided, you know what? If this is my hatred, I, I want to love myself. And mm-hmm. that's so, I used to think that like people that were talking about self-love and got to love yourself. I was like, I thought that, that was a bunch of hokey bullshit. Like, <laughs> I'm a lawyer, totally. right? Like, I mean, and I'm the ones mean, talking about it. Wrong. You said I could just be myself on here, right? Is that all yes. right? Am I oh right? yeah. Go, Please, go. Natasha. I am loving all of this. So, so we want more. Uh, so yeah. So I am, uh, you know, I just, I thought it was hokey. I realized all of a sudden there was this true deep yearning within that, like, I really do want to love myself again. And it's going to start like the nudge told me the start 
is with losing the weight. So that's what I did. And then I went on yeah. my own, like eat, pray, love, minus like the elephants and all the traveling. <laughs> to into the world of the woo-woo, to like scripture, to like all the different things that I was just going on this journey of, mm-hmm. of what I now dub unbecoming. Mm. And it's based on this quote that I saw on Facebook back in like 2012 or 2013. And it says, maybe the journey isn't about becoming anything. Maybe it's about unbecoming all the things that were never really you so that you can be who you were meant to be in the first place. And I just, I love that quote. And I just, I decided, you know what, that, yes. It's an unbecoming. And it was through the unbecoming process where I had mentors and coaches. I mean, I had a nutrition coach. I had a spiritual coach. I had energy uh, medicine practitioners. I had like mindset coach. I had a business coach. Like I like got the whole team because you can't do it yourself. Like you can't do the unbecoming yourself, right? Like if you could, you already would have, like you wouldn't feel like crap. Like you would have fixed it if you could. So that's why you need people like y'all and podcasts and inspiration and community and support and coaches and like all the things. And it was through the accumulation of that understanding, that knowledge and just doing the work. Mm-hmm. that is how I released the approval addiction. All of a sudden I started cutting away the layers that were not me. And I started to truly love myself. And when you mm-hmm. truly love yourself and you accept yourself and you feel safe to be authentically you, that is when the approval addiction gets released. Mm-hmm. When you start to own your happy. And, mm-hmm. um, and so, yeah, that's, Masha, this that's is how so good. Yeah. And, you know, Megan and I, and I'm going to see if this feels right to you, Natasha, Megan and I speak a lot about the feminine and masculine. Mm -hmm. And as you were talking, all I could think about was, you know, I think there's so many women listening that they're in that masculine energy because that's how we're programmed to show up. Right. And as you're going and going, all of a sudden, you know, you run out of adrenaline, you run out of testosterone, you run out of that and you hit rock bottom. And I think there's a lot of listeners that can relate to that. And it feels like for me, what happened with you too, is you made this shift to really connect to the woo-woo, the creative energy of your divine feminine, um, that sacred place that women have, that intuition. And you started to really pull that into your life. And that's when you really kind of took that quantum leap. Am I Mm -hmm. hearing that right? That, you know what? I have never thought of it in that way. And I'm like, crap, I need to be writing notes down. I'm like, this is good. (laughs) Like, this is good. Yes. I didn't even know it. Like, I didn't know it, you know? I mean, truly. Truly. I mean, I've heard a lot of people talking about divine masculine, divine feminine and all of that. And I've got to say that the way you said it, it beautifully summed it up and explained so much. So I, yeah, I totally agree. hundred percent. Are you ready to create some freaking wealth, witches? Wealthy witches unite. (laughs) (laughs) You guys, we are so excited to share with you this offer that is like nothing else. You know, I'm really sick of hearing about all these ways you're supposed to scale your business and hustle hard and do all the things and make what we've created is a community of sisters that we're asking to just really tap in to their divine feminine. And we're going to show you how to get into your creative cauldron and brew up something super unique and special that will align with your values and take your business to the next level. 
Whatever you just said, I want all of that. <laughs> Sign me up, Jen. Let's go, Meg. Let's go. You guys, this is our favorite program, and we're just glowing sharing it with you because the the connection, yeah. the level of sisterhood, and the permission to be whoever the bleep you want to be in our community is here for it. We're here for it. We are here for it. And we want you to be here for it too. We want to stand for you. We want to pull you forward. And we want to create a safe, sacred nurturing space for you to learn, grow, and share so that you can fully ascend into the highest version of yourself. No more hustle. No more working hard to multiply your revenue. We're going to actually tell you that you probably need to do less. Yeah, it gets to be easy. And yeah. once you can tap into the flow, once you can tap into that creativity and align your business with your values, everything starts to work and abundance rains down. So if you're ready to fly high with us <laughs> on the wealth wagon with your woo-woo witches, <laughs> we're here for it. So what are we talking about? Well, Boom Bam, baby. We're talking about the BAM Academy, the business academy for manifestors. And you can find out all the juicy details at soulascendpodcast.com to grab your spot. And another another theme that I'm really hearing right now, Natasha, I think is a theme we hear with most women in that we are approval addicts. We are people pleasers based on thousands and thousands of years of us being told that that is our way to show up in the world is to gain the approval of others, right? And then, so we end up going down this route, which I have a very similar story of feeling like, like I had to go and become a therapist and a counselor and go to a good school, get good grades. And then I hit rock bottom because it was not part of what I would call, you know, my dharma. And so I'm seeing some parallels that I think a lot of people can relate to in the following the path of this is what I should do in order to please my parents, my friends, significant other, society, da, 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 da in order to feel like I'm successful. But then at the end of the day, you had this fancy degree, you had this great job, you were tapped into your masculine, you were quote unquote successful, and you still weren't happy. So I feel like you've given us so many nuggets of gold, but for somebody who might be in that place where, you know, they have a good job or they're at a good school or they have something that society would say is good or successful, yet intuitively their inner knowing is saying, ugh, I just feel so lost right now. I feel so stressed about my situation. I'm not sure if this is what I should be doing. What would you say to that person? You got to get comfortable being uncomfortable. You got to start to step outside of your comfort zone in faith. I mean, the comfort zone, like is this place where like we're used to it. And, it, and what's interesting is the comfort zone can be uncomfortable. Like you can like be f- having this feeling of disconnection. You can have this feeling of being di- uh, like out of alignment and that's your comfort zone because mm-hmm. you're used to it. You're used to having mm-hmm. this yearning and you're not doing anything about it. And the reason why you're not doing anything about it is because it feels uncomfortable. 
And so, you know, I am like, I am constantly dancing outside of my comfort zone. And a lot of people say, well, does that mean that that's now your new comfort zone? I'm like, no. Cause like, I always feel like I'm going to puke. Like I'm always <laughs> totally. feeling nervous. Like, no, like you, <laughs> it's not that like, I, I make it a priority to like mm. do something that makes me nervous. That makes like, you want to puke. Yeah, like almost every week. Like, I mean, no, every week, absolutely. At least once. Love it. At least once. Having the uncomfortable conversation, signing up for the uncomfortable thing, putting a message out there that makes me feel like nerve wracking. And it's, there's a great quote that I love that I use all the time. It's by Basil King and it's be bold and mighty forces will come to your aid. Mm. And the thing that's really, um, powerful about that is like, you just need to take that first action step. So if you're feeling disconnected, if you feel like you're lost, like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I feel like there's something else for me. You've got to take that next step, whatever yeah. that is, whether it's, you know, joining a, a program, reading a book, like having yeah. that conversation, you know, hiring a coach, like you have to you have to move on that nudge to help you get into alignment because all the miracles, all the magic exists outside of your comfort zone. Sure. And I think that's, I think that's something that's, you know, it's so important. So what I'm hearing you saying is, you know, just take that next step, maybe not the big quantum leap, but just the next best thing, which makes you think of, and Jen's going to laugh at me right now, I'm frozen too. <laughs> or she goes again with Disney. She's like the Disney. She has like the Disney analogies <laughs> down. Her, what what Disney analogy today, Megan? <laughs> when Anna thinks her sister had passed, and she couldn't get herself out of the cave, and then she started singing, "Oh, and just take the next best step or the next yes. right step." I love that song. And that was how she got out of the cave, and yeah. you know, found her sister, and then Olaf was brought back to life, and everything. See, all the magic exists when you just do the next thing. It's not, it's not, yeah, it's not taking like flying leaps and like all you need to do is take the next step. But so many times yes. people are so scared yes. of that step because they want certainty, but this is where you have to start walking in faith yes. and just understand that like, you don't know, like this universe is enormous. It's just, um, it's, there's, there's so much and there's so much for you. You just, but you don't need to understand it all. Like quit worrying about the how, mm -hmm. right? Like quit worrying about the how it's, yes. it's like amazing things can align for you, but you've got to say, you know what? I'm willing to take that next step. So I want to ask you a question. I, you know, I, you're in the middle of this amazing business that you've created with your husband and two years ago or a few years ago, I don't really know exactly how many years ago it was. You decided to get uncomfortable again. I think for me, it would be uncomfortable because you have already created a family and then you brought more into your family, right? So I think there's some women out there that think, oh, I have this business, I have all this on my plate, right? I've created this, this beautiful business. I can't possibly have the family and the business. So can you maybe share a little bit, Natasha, about how you and your husband have created this beautiful family with your values intact and that as a priority, but also showing up in the world powerfully through business? Yeah. So it's, you know, we were talking about this earlier that it's, it's an, and, and not an, or, mm -hmm. and I think a lot of people are so like, I, I can either be a business owner and be super successful and crush it and blah, blah, blah. Or I can right. have a family. Yep. And I, I just, I don't find that to be the, the case. Um, 
you know, so now I have uh, our daughter. It's so um, it's it's so amazing. I, I it's the best gift ever. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think I, I want to speak to how I was able to do it. If that's okay. all right, yeah. And it's something that was very counterintuitive to me. It was something that I resisted so much for so long. Getting help, mm-hmm. getting help. Yeah. That is the secret sauce. It mm-hmm. was getting help. Um, you know, we have a nanny and, you know, I never thought I was a person that would have a nanny. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, for some people it might be, you know, having daycare or having going and being a part of an in, you know, in-home they, you know, daycare or something, sure. you know, asking for help. Cause before I was like, Oh, I could never have anyone. <laughs> that would do anything. You know, I've got to do it. Oh. And the reality was, you know, there is someone with such amazing gift that I was able to tap into and let her brilliant shine mm. while she's helping us, while she's ha- helping our kids. So it was number one, asking for and being willing to accept help, which yes. I never did. I was, oh my gosh, for decades, I was like, I got this. I got this. Mm-hmm. You need help? No, I got this. I'm good. And like, eventually I started to see, I don't got this. Like, I, <laughs> right. I, mean, I, you know, I mean, I could, but I would be like on the floor. I would be a total a-hole as a, as a mother or totally. as a wife or as, you know, I just, I wasn't showing up as my best self until I started allowing others to help. And mm. one of the, the, the big mindset shifts for me was that it's not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength. And it's yes. also a way to bless other people. And that's really a big deal because, you know, so many times we say like, we want to help others. We want to serve others. We want to give to others. Well, Hey, how about with a job? Yeah. How about allowing them to come in and have someone to help um, clean up your house or organize your house because they love doing that. Like they right. love doing that. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know, cause we talk about, you know, that we can only for some reason, charity and um, giving back somehow um, people think it's only like, to a 501c3 company, mm-hmm. right? you know, a 501c3 organization or our church, or how about a family that needs a job, like mm-hmm. someone that's a housekeeper or a landscaper totally. or whatever. And um, so that's one thing is by blessing other people and growing a team, that's mm-hmm. one thing that's been absolutely pivotal. And I love being able to do that. And the other, and the other thing is, setting boundaries. And oh my gosh, I was terrible <laughs> about setting boundaries. <laughs> terrible. I don't work on the weekends. I used to work on the weekends all the time. I, you know, I used to do trainings and do lots of stuff on the weekends. Now, no more. I don't do that. Mm-hmm. I am done working usually by six o'clock. Um, and that's it. And that's my rest. That's my recharge time. It's my time with my kids and my, uh, my husband in the morning, it's family snuggle time, with the kids, like I just, I have these times where everything is just put away and I'm just, I'm just focusing on the task at hand and it's causing me to be a lot more productive um, and enabling me to do the, and this, and this, and this, Mm, and to enjoy it the whole, the whole way through. Yeah. Jen and I talk about boundaries all the time. I don't know what it is with entrepreneurs and boundaries, (laughs) but we fucking need them. Yeah. (laughs) Need them. And I think the reason is for a lot of us, we love Mm -hmm. what we do. We become addicted to 
impact. We mm-hmm. become addicted to creation to where like when Jen and I first started with the podcast, we'd be voxering each other in the middle of the night. Oh my gosh, we have this great guest. Let's talk about this. And we could not wait to pour into our craft. Yet, even though it felt good for us, it was still, we were, we have crossed the oh, line yeah. at that point. I mean, voxering each other in the middle of the yeah, night, it's, it's never okay. okay. Not okay. <laughs> we, have, we have kids <laughs> and we have husbands. <laughs> So I love that you're speaking to this because I think it's something that even though I've been working with boundaries for many years, I always need that little reminder Mm -hmm. when a new boundary has been crossed, right? So now that Jen and I have, like we had to have the, the conversation of, okay, Megan, I'm not going to box for you past 5 p.m. and eat more. Can you please respect that? I'm like, okay, yes, let's do that. And then we're probably going to cross another boundary that we don't know about in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's that reminding, the reminding our audience, reminding ourselves yeah. that boundaries are supportive and necessary is really, is really empowering. Actually, I think I said that in an episode that it's one of the most empowering things totally. we can do is setting boundaries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It feels great. And, you know, and the other thing is that it's, especially when you do what you love, it's really important to set the boundaries because like you said, I mean, you get so obsessed and it's like, this is so good. How could it be wrong to do this? I mean, this is the same thing with my (laughs) husband. Like we're in business. We love what we do. And you know, we have these times where we're like, all right, we are like literally like no business talk, none, like, cause we could do it and it would totally consume our relationships. You know, it could steal away precious time with our family. And so you just, it's, it makes it to where with these boundaries, you can go all into being a spouse, all into being a, a parent and all into your business. And it, and, and everything ends up working out so much better that it's just having that discipline to set sure. the boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. Which by the way, I, I have listened to your podcast with your husband and I just have to say, I love the banter back yeah. and forth. You guys are so freaking so cute. cute. So cute. <laughs> Such a great oh my podcast. Gosh. We are having so much you can tell. on that podcast. Oh my gosh. You should even see the, I, I can't even, he would kill me if I told you what our pre-episode ritual is, but Uh-oh. he has me like dying laughing before we ever hit the record button. And I think like, it's just, it's just so much fun. It's just yeah. so much fun. You can tell it oozes out of that podcast. It's such a great podcast. I love it. So Natasha, as we're wrapping up today, uh, we have something to spring on you. Are you down for that? I'm always down for it. <laughs> I'm sweating. I'm sweating. I'm a little sweating. This is my nerve. This will be my stepping outside of my comfort zone. Don't puke. <laughs> Don't puke. Right, go Don't girl. Puke. Don't puke on the microphone. It's way too expensive. <laughs> So we have, we really like to be interactive with our podcast. If you really want our audience to have takeaways and to get into action, those little steps like you even talked about. So the first thing that we like to do with our um, guests is we co-create what's called an ascendment, not an assignment, an ascendment. And it's almost like a mantra or something that our audience this week after they hear you speak can take with them into their life and remind themselves of this maybe, um, you know, just kind of the whole overall theme of this podcast. So if you could just maybe tap in and feel into maybe what we could create together as an ascendment for our audience, um, we would love to hear it. Oh my gosh. Ah, don't puke. 
All right. Do I get to get an example of a sample ascendment so that I can have an idea of what I'm going to, what I'm going to say? Yeah, sure. Well, maybe I can, uh, we can co-create this together, but, um, what I'm feeling is I'm ready to step just outside of my comfort zone today. Mm-hmm. Something along the lines of that. Mm-hmm. So it's like a declaration based on, cause you've given so many nuggets of gold and I really want our audience to be able to take you into their back pocket, into their everyday life when they're feeling challenged, when they're feeling like, Oh, is this it? Where's, where's the next quantum leap? How do I find that? I love that. All right. How about, um, I am a magnet for miracles Mm. and I will step boldly out of my comfort zone. Oh, I love that. And we have to shimmy our shoulders when yeah, you say it. You, I, they can't I, hear I, you. I love how you're just channeling that yeah. to your body. It was so energetically <laughs> cool. It was like energy, fire. So I am a magnet for miracles and I will boldly step out of my comfort zone. Today. Love. Today. Today. Okay. I love, I love that. that. So another thing that we do, don't puke. <laughs> Another thing that we do is uh, we do what's called a soul assignment. So we have our ascendment, which is the mantra, and then the soul assignment is an action step. So it could be something that they could implement with the the ascendment in order to get into action and, again, to remember you and all of the nuggets of gold that we talked about in this episode. That's easy. You ready? Mm -hmm. Yes. Go right now. Grab a piece of paper. Grab a pen. What is the thing that you have needed to do, but you've been too scared to do it? Mm. Write it down. And then what is my next action step to doing this thing? Your heart already knows the answer. So your heart already knows the answer. The answer is already within you. It's not outside of you. It's within you. And then go do that thing. In the next 48 hours. Ooh. Boom, bam, done. Love that time. I love that timeline. Like mm-hmm. you heard it. 48, 48 hours. hours. You guys, if you're listening or watching you, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. You got We're this. Not. Just remember, just remember, be bold and mighty forces will come to your aid. The answer is already within you and you're uh-huh. going to unlock your power. You're going to see what a powerful, beautiful soul you are when you do this, it's, it's going to be amazing. And I'm super excited. I'm super excited for you to do this soul assignment. Yeah. Thank you for co-creating with us today, Natasha. That was amazing. And thank you for being here. We, I have loved it. This has been so much fun. I don't want it to end. I know, but <laughs> I do want to say, I am going to definitely push myself to that edge that like where you feel like you're going to puke this week. That's going to be yeah. my own soul assignment. Is I feel like do you do that all the time. What are you talking about? <laughs> Maybe I see you on the mountain bike. <laughs> Natasha, thank you so much for being here. It was such an honor. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Y'all are so much fun, such a dynamic duo, and it's been my honor to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Did you love this episode? We love connecting with our audience, and we want to hear from you. Don't forget to subscribe, review, and share. 
You can also follow us on Instagram at Soul Ascend Podcast. And don't forget, when you write a five-star review, screenshot it and send it to us at info at soulascendpodcast.com. And we will send you our top 10 manifestation hacks 